Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The NBA is coming back. We're going to talk to Sam Amick about that coming up here momentarily. We'll get Sam's thoughts on the final plan or at least what we know about it so far. Gordon, you with us? Yes, I'm right here. Oh, sorry. Did you not hear me? I was kind of... I, I thought you were making a declarative statement. Oh no, I was. I was maybe thinking you'd oh. uh, give me your your thoughts before well, we get to Sam or, or help you know keep the ship afloat th- before we get to our interview. <laughs> Here, let me take my finger out of the hole that uh, the uh, the ship just uh, sprung a <laughs> Thank leak. You. Here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. No, Sam's the, Sam's the perfect person to have on today because he is he's been on this from the beginning, and even today I've seen him tweet out stuff like I'm excited about this, but I I I just hope for the best case scenario you know he's still concerned about the welfare of everybody involved yeah i i i was a bit surprised by the extent of the testing i didn't think it would be every day that's pretty thorough i mean i i suppose everybody has different opinions on this thing and you know what the what the standard should or should not be but once a day i mean that's yeah that's, that's taking it pretty seriously it is and, and uh, i mean if they have the testing available then uh then all right uh keep everybody keep it controlled make sure you're on top of everything uh it seems like if if social distancing happens and the thing is controlled like this that you would expect after those initial tests uh to to clear the players that you'd think that they would stay clear wouldn't you in theory Right. I, I mean, yeah. in theory, anything's possible. But I, I do think like we talked the other day with with daily testing, the the uh, the odds of a significant like, let's say, roster altering outbreak, I think, are really low. Yeah. I mean, uh, your or your guy, Andy Larson, there at the, at the Trib, he's kind of switched over to covering stats for the coronavirus. I mean, he talked about contagion rate and this is a very contagious uh, disease. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, that. With daily testing to have an outbreak, that'd be some pretty serious contagion rate. All right, uh, it's time for the daily assist. Let's go ahead and get to it, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Uh, Joining us now, of course, our friend from The Athletic, he is Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. Are you excited? The NBA, it's coming back. We've got a plan. Yeah, they, they, they say they have a plan. Uh, I don't think I'm excited. Uh, maybe I'll get there. Um, you know, I kind of wrote today, guys, that I'm nervous. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons to be nervous. And, you know, I think hopefully this changes next week. But, uh, you know, part of my anxiousness, it's not just the, the obvious of the coronavirus, but now with what's going on in the country, I think it makes things even more sensitive for the NBA to navigate this. 
appropriately and to strike all the right chords. But, you know, next week I hope that they get more transparent about how this is going to work. Um, I mean, today I have mixed feelings today because on the one hand, I don't want to lie and, and not admit that, you know, last night when I wrote a story that was, you know, prepared for today and then, and then putting that out there today where I actually wrote about basketball for the first time in quite a while, like, like that was enjoyable. And, you know, I, I analyzed the jazz situation a little bit. I talked about a bunch of other factors and, and, and I enjoyed it. But then once I got to the end of the column, it just kind of came crashing back down on me again, that it's just, you know, it, these are different times. So I just, I hope that uh, if they do get to a point where they're going to pull this off, that, that it's safe and people stay healthy and it doesn't end badly here. I've always appreciated your sensitivity in that regard, Sam. We have not uh, we have not had the chance to talk with you about some of the other happenings around the country. And being the thoughtful person you are, I'm interested to hear what your uh, thoughts are about what has happened over the past week or so. Um, Gordon, I, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I, I guess I would say this: I keep telling people in my circle and my family that. Uh, one humbling thought I keep having is that, you know, I definitely try to, to to learn as much as possible about everybody's experiences and as a white man to be humble about things. And so that, like those efforts have wrapped up a lot for obvious reasons in the past couple of weeks. And I keep, I've been telling my wife, like, good Lord, this is, it's exhausting. And I say that somewhat sarcastically because the idea that I would even complain about being tired from this fight is laughable, right? Like we, we've never dipped our toe in the types of experiences that, that black America has been dealing with for generations. And that stuff is front and center right now. Um, so, I mean, it's been a painful time. Uh, I feel like it's touching everybody's community for the most part. Even, uh, I mean, in our neck of the woods, uh, without getting into the nitty-gritty, we had a, a really intense weekend where, um, where, where a young white person rolled by our neighborhood and, and, and lobbed the N-word in the direction of one of my neighbors. Mm. Um, and that, it sparked a hell of a situation that in the end we pulled some positive out of it because the young man eventually apologized. But, he, you know, uh, that was intense. Um, you know, even last night, again, just generalizing here, but I, ironically, uh, and I, you know, Facebook's a dangerous place sometimes. I got into it with an old high school classmate of mine who happens to live in Utah um, last night. And, you know, and so emotions are high, and uh, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to listen, that's all. And, and you know, credit to our company, The Athletic has hired a, pretty diverse staff and I've appreciated all the perspective that, you know, our African American community is, has provided as far as the writers. Uh, and I would highly recommend if people haven't read some of that coverage, one story in particular, it was a group of folks that shared very raw stories about how it's impacted their lives. And, and so, uh, just making our way through it, but it's, uh, it's a tough, tough time right now. 
Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears to a, a little bit of a lighter topic. Uh, let's talk about the format the NBA is returning with, Sam, and having uh, non-playoff teams still have the opportunity to uh, to qualify for the playoffs. And the idea of that play-in tournament, if uh, the nine team is within four games, your thoughts? Um, you know, I mean, no, no grand, like, uh, I guess, uh, you know, complaints about the format. I, I like 22 over 30 because 30, you know, is just more dangerous. You know what I mean? Like I, by my calculations, you're going to get roughly in the neighborhood of 800 people under the NBA's umbrella within the bubble. They are telling teams, I believe that it's around 35 per team. Um, you know, and then there's some periphery, you know, media folks and, and some other numbers that have to be added in, but it's around 800 people. And, um, you know, so if you go to 30, then that's a whole lot more dangerous. Um, I, I probably would have preferred 20. I, it seems, it seems kind of, you know, politically correct to, to loop in Washington and Phoenix. Uh, it feels like they just did that because, you know, ownership on those two organizations must've been upset. I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I am looking forward to the basketball part of it again. If, if it can be done safely, it's um, going to be exciting. I mean, the, the, the eight games, um, somebody on Twitter the other day said something that I thought was a good way of putting it. I think actually it was my, my buddy and colleague, Joe Varden, that he said uh, that it's going to be like the world baseball classic where you go from zero to a hundred miles an hour and nothing flat because all the games are going to matter a ton right out the gate. And, you know, in the West, where you have Memphis three and a half games ahead of a bunch of other squads, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix farther back, like, you know, that's going to be a lot of jockeying over eight games. It'll be fun to watch. And then, you know, assuming that you do end up having a play-in tournament, and as you guys know, the rules there are, uh, you know, it's the ninth seed against the eighth seed, but only if they're within four games. Then, then you know, that's kind of do-or-die exciting basketball, March Madness style, and that's the type of thing the NBA's never really been able to capture. So I think it'll be fun. I mean, if you're one of the top teams, you know, you, have, you can gripe about you lost home court advantage. Um, you know, there's so many layers to this thing, guys, like the health stuff. You know, obviously not talking about coronavirus, talking about hamstrings and and uh, Achilles tendons and all of those basketball things that matter. I mean, you know, guys have been trying to stay in shape, but for the most part, what you hear is that nothing replicates being on a basketball court. So, you know, how does that look? Um, so, I mean, it's incredibly unique and potentially compelling. I, I think it it could be a lot of fun. I thought the four-game spread between uh, the ninth-place team and the eighth-place team was a little generous uh, for toward that ninth-place team. However, you know, if you have a one-game or a two-game playoff, whatever, for the privilege of playing the best team in your conference, uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of prize that is for you, or what the motivation would be to to become that eighth team in the playoffs but <laughs> well uh, you know for you, Jordan, just, you must have yeah. uh you must have forgot that in my neck of the woods they haven't been in the playoffs in 2006 <laughs> so here in sacramento that would be a they big would deal be more than happy yeah <laughs> i mean i hear you but i i think it was the other thing to remember and i apologize for interjecting but like to the, the nuance here is that memphis had 
an incredibly tough schedule remaining if they played all 17 games. And so they're getting off the hook by not having to play all those games. And um, and a lot of those teams were coming on very strong, and New Orleans and Sacramento chief among them and Portland too. So, you know, I, four does, you know, in, in a bubble, I guess, no pun intended, I think four, I could see where you feel like it's a little generous, but I think I, I kind of, you know, feel like I, I, I'm fine with what they're trying to do there. Sam, yesterday Jake and I were talking about the different ideas that have been lobbed out there to create that home court advantage that you uh, mentioned is sort of absent in this bubble down in Florida. But uh, did any of those seem fair to you? Did any of those make any sense to you at all? Or do you think, do you agree with Budenholzer who essentially said, look, man, I'm just happy to be playing games again? (laughs) I mean, I liked um, ESPN had a fun story that had a bunch of that reporting that things that were requested, you know, extra possession for the team that lost home court advantage, all these kind of kooky ideas that didn't really go anywhere. So, I I mean, other than it being entertaining, you know, fodder, I think I'm with Mike Budenholzer. You know, I don't know how uh, Frank Vogel and his staff feel on the Lakers side, but, you know, I think – for, for the best teams and the best players, um, you've got to be extremely relieved that, you know, again, barring some sort of spike in the virus that changes everything again in that part of the country, that you're, that you're not going to miss out on the chance to finish this season. I wrote this today. I mean, I don't often express any sort of, you know, we don't root for players. We don't root for teams. But I, I wrote a little something about how it makes me happy that LeBron – is going to get a chance, uh, likely, to pursue his fourth championship and to see if these Lakers can't finish the job. The guy's 35 years old. He's in his 17th year. He's an all-time great. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you know, Michael Jordan chose to walk away and go play baseball and things of that nature. LeBron was playing really well, and like every other player, he, he kind of had it taken away from him because of the circumstances, you know, going on in the world. And same thing for Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, you're probably going to be a back-to-back MVP. Uh, you got to decide this summer if you want to have a long-term future in Milwaukee because they're going to offer him that Supermax extension. And, you know, the idea that, that he should be able to make that choice after seeing what happens in these playoffs, you know, however unique they might be, like that's that's better than the alternative from a, a basketball standpoint. So um, within all of that, guys, I mean, for me, and we'll be talking about this for the next few months, obviously, heading into the end of July. But, man, it's going to be so wild with no fans. You know, even the media component is still a moving target, and I've been involved in a lot of those talks with the NBA where, um, you know, it's going to be very limited media. And, you know, so just the entire environment, how does that impact the vibe on the court, the competitive spirit, when you can maybe hear the referees, when you can hear trash talk, when when you don't have the fans kind of spurring you on. I mean, I know it's cheesy, but it's true. I mean, you guys know, talk to your jazz players. Like, the crowd matters. The jazz have a good home crowd. So all of that stuff is going to be uh, really interesting to watch. 
Sam Amick with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's uh, use LeBron as an example for a second since you brought him up in his age there at, uh, at 35 and talk about the tight turnaround between this year and next year. If LeBron plays, let's say, up to Game 7 of the NBA Finals, that's right there in the middle of October, and they want to open next year's season December 1. Now, they said that that's fluid based on, on circumstance, but that is incredibly tight. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, that that's the thing. Like, I don't even I can't imagine being you know all of these different you know heads of the the training departments for these teams right now because you know typically it's a regimented lifestyle right where they know the rhythm and the pace of how to get the most out of these players' bodies, how to handle you know let's say you're a non-playoff team, how to handle late April, May, June, July, you know, if you're a deep playoff team, you know, same thing, but deeper into the summer, you have a rhythm to it. I don't know what in the world you do now because the reality is the past, whatever it's been now, let's see, March 11th to where we had June. I mean, it's, you know, it's been a few months. Like I don't think any of these players were legitimately treating this period, you know, like any sort of off season because they were told that to be ready to play and you got to, so you're not getting, you're not really giving your body a break. You know, I talked to a, a GM of one of the elite teams the other day, and he was really making this distinctive point about how he's like, Sam, you got to remember, like, when you and I jump on the treadmill to keep our, you know, LBs down, you know, that's a whole lot different than you know this superstar going out for four to six hours per day, leaving his family and grinding in the kind of way that that just kind of leaves you gasping for air at the end of the day. That's a grind. And now, to your point, Jake, going into next season, you're going to get almost no breather. And um, nobody has the answers. You know, it's cliche, but it's like, you know, it is what it is. And they'll have to figure it out. But all of that stuff, the, the timing element, is just bonkers. You know, I tweeted something today about how July 1st, for my, you know, for the longest time in my life, has free agency has controlled that part of the calendar. You have to be busy on July 1, July 2, 3, 4, 5, all those days. And, and free agency now is October 18th, which is just crazy. So um, those are problems for another day, but I definitely think they're going to create problems. So, Sam, if uh, there are certain things that we can pretty well count on. I mean, we know the Lakers are good, right? We know the Clippers are good. Uh, we know the Bucks are really good. But I want to give you an opportunity now to predict something that might happen, some sort of dark horse situation that could occur that might surprise a good number of people. Do you have anything? Oh, I mean, this one's predictable, but I don't think you want 30 seconds of dead air while I think of a different one. Um, (laughs) um, The Blazers, you know, I mean, Damian Lillard, you know, I, we we have I think to an extent forgotten that he just destroyed the Oklahoma City Thunder last playoffs, and he has shown himself in quite a few postseasons to be a big time playoff performer. And so I would look at Damian, and you know, and, and I guess to finish that other thought, you know, he, he they beat the Thunder. He he kind of punked Russell Westbrook, and next thing you know. Paul George wants to go to the Clippers. Russ is going to Houston. I mean, he just blew up their whole program. And he's done stuff like that before. He did it to the Rockets 
years and years ago. And actually, you know, Dwight Howard was uh, on his way elsewhere. So now the Blazers, you know, they're going to have Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins back, two guys that they were without for all but a couple games early in the season. And that's big time. So you're going to have Damian, C.J. McCollum, you know, your whole crew. And I think that could be your uh, your sleeper. And that's a team with playoff experience that if they get in there, you know, they could knock Memphis out of the way. And I'm not trying to sit here and predict that they're going to be uh, in the conference finals again. That would shock me. But I think they could make some noise. Sam, as always, we really appreciate you jumping on with us. And thank you very much for keeping us all up to date and informed throughout all this thing. It's, it's certainly been a fascinating study of sport. No problem, guys. I appreciate you. Be good. Thanks, Sam. Sam Amick, our good friend from The Athletic, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I, I found it interesting. Sam said he's been um, in talks with uh, about the media coverage for this thing. I'm glad his voice yeah. is there. He's, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the decision is, I'm glad he's being uh, his input is being considered. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Can't think of a better representative in that regard than, no doubt. than Sam. You know, I thought that was interesting what he said. And it showed... It shows what we're used to around here. We're used to the Jazz going to the playoffs, right? But in Sacramento, near where Sam lives, <laughs> that eighth spot might mean a whole lot of something. Yep. You know, and it, we just sort of think, yeah, really? I mean, is that really all that great? You know, but the Kings might be desperate for that kind of opportunity. All right, coming up next, we have more breaking NBA news on how the wrap-up to the season is going to look, so stay tuned for that. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Roger from the Cabins at Bear River. Check them out on their website, bearriverlodge.com. I have been up there, and it is beautiful. It's incredible, Roger, that we have something like the Uintas and uh, the Bear River and, and certainly your wonderful cabins. But it's, it's amazing that we have something like that so close. It's truly beautiful. You know, it is a gem, and it's amazing how many people don't realize the Mirror Lake Scenic Byway runs right through the National Forest, and it's so close to Salt Lake. Starts in Camas, Utah. 80 miles later, it ends in Evanston, Wyoming, and we're right on that scenic byway. If people haven't been up in the, on the north slope of the UNS and seen Mirror Lake and seen Bald Mountain, they need to get up here and visit us. And there's a great opportunity to do so on your website, BearRiverLodge.com. There's gift certificates for the $99 one-bedroom cabin experience because I know you want to, uh, folks to try it out. But the idea here, and Roger, you and I talked about this at length, the idea here is you can have a cabin in the woods. You can have a, a, that experience in your life. Uh, you don't have to have a million dollars. You don't have to be a millionaire. You can still have a family cabin and all the great things that come along with it and not the negatives you know jake you're right on 15 years ago i started this program because i saw how my parents who have a family cabin every time we went up my dad just worked he fixed frozen pipes he stained the logs he fixed the leaks and then when we got done my mom would spend an extra couple days cleaning it and trying to put it all back together well we built these one two and five bedroom cabins that overlook the bear river you can buy a share in a cabin, and it is deeded ownership. It is yours. You own it. You get to bring your family and your friends and enjoy it and enjoy the outdoors. And you do it at a fraction of the cost of whole ownership, and there's none of the headaches, none of the households. We take care of it. You just use it, create memories, build traditions, and let us take care of every problem that comes up. 
Great amenities. I mean, the, we talked about the fishing ponds, the side by sides, and uh, which is just incredible. You know, the toys up there, and uh, you you alluded this uh, to this, Roger. But it's it's a year round experience. Go up in the winter, snowmobiling. It's it's got to be some of the world's best snowmobiling right there. It is. You know, we run fifty snow machines right there on site, brand new every year. And you know, we need to get you guys up there next winter and do snow biking. Oh, if you yeah. haven't done snow biking, you need to come try that. It's a supercross motorcycle. We put a ski and a track on it and go tearing through the snow. It's a lot of fun. All right, so here's the uh, the web address again, bearriverlodge.com, bearriverlodge.com. Again, check out the gift certificates for certainly the $99 one-bedroom experience, but uh, you've got the two-bedroom cabin. Uh, you've got the big boy for the entire family. Really, uh, you can customize your experience and, and just make it incredible with either. I, I went up there with my wife and my toddler or even a, a big family like Gordon's. You can, uh, you can uh, get set up very nicely. That's right. Just go to the website, BearRiverLodge.com, buy one of those gift certificates. I'll meet with you. I'll explain the program, and you can decide if it's something your family would enjoy. Roger, you are the best. Thank you uh, very much for jumping on with us, and we'll send our listeners your way. Great, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's our friend Roger from the cabins at Bear River. That website, again, BearRiverLodge.com, BearRiverLodge.com. We'll have more Big Show coming up next at NBA News, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin and I just had the most amazing conversation there during that break. A a strangely patriotic conversation during that break. Uh, Welcome on back. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Gordon, we've got some more news from the NBA. You ready? Yes. This comes from Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reporting some preliminary expectations on Orlando format per sources. 16-day regular season. Five to six games per day. Each team expected to play one back-to-back among its eight regular season games. NBA Finals format expected to include games every other day during best-of-seven series. Hmm. Okay. So that seems pretty efficient to me. Yes, it does. Which is good. Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. they gotta. this thing's got to move, obviously. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Only one back-to-back. I like that. I, I think that's good. And then there's no point really in having two, three days off. There just isn't. With no travel involved, you know, not going to do that. And five to six games a day, you could, I think you could pull that off using the time slot thing that we were talking about yesterday. Although that'll be less important with the regional broadcast. And it'll be interesting to see how they figure that out. Because then you could have two games going at once. This sounds like a fan's dream, doesn't it? It really does. We're going to have so much NBA basketball for about the next year starting uh, July 31st. Because the time off between seasons is going to be nothing. Yeah, as far as this particular setup goes, uh, there won't be fans there. But, man, I bet there are fans who would absolutely love to be there if they could. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Love to be. I mean, you're just wall-to-wall NBA basketball all day, every day, for (laughs) for basically uh, a month. Not only NBA basketball, but important NBA basketball, at least if, if to the teams that care about winning. 
So there, there you go. I mean, this thing, this thing is going to be a, a different experience, and if they can pull it off, it's it's going to be good for the fans. It's going to be good for for the fans who are thirsting for an NBA product, and they're going to get it, and they're going to get a lot of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So no, no kidding, especially like in those situations. You say five games a day, five to six. Yeah, yeah that's that's plenty. And that'll slow down as they get to the playoffs, and we have you know fewer teams involved, obviously. And then uh, the important what Wojnarowski mentioned: once they get to the NBA Finals every other day, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. So, and I would guess the playoffs for the most part will be every other day, in, unless they wanted to sandwich an extra day of rest in there for television purposes. I don't know. We'll we'll see how that works itself out. But um, I think this thing is going to be as as good a solution as we could have expected. Uh, you know, when just ideas were being batted about a couple of months ago, Gordon, they seemed like pipe dreams, and it seems it seems like. This is close to reality in a, a, um, a format and a situation uh, that is actually doable, and that didn't seem possible a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that a hundred percent. And uh, now let's. Uh, it seems. I wonder how long it's going to last. How long it's going to seem like it's going to take to get from where we are right now to July thirty first. It's going to seem it's going to seem like forever. I mean, how slow is time passing right now? That's not going to change. Maybe <laughs> once get... July 31st gets here, things will start moving a little quicker. <laughs> yeah, it's important for the players to be able to reassemble and and do this the right way. I I understand that completely, but I say let's start tomorrow. <laughs> you you'll deal with the out of shape. Ah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> let's get it going. Come on. You're a bunch of young kids. It'll be fine. <laughs> Easy for us to say. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, back here uh, on the sidelines, so to speak. Just say, oh, yeah, you're, you're good. Well, you, you, had a, you had a treadmill, right? You had a stationary bike. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Should be rested, in fact. Come on. How, how bad do you think it'll be initially? I mean, do you think you'll, you're going to watch those initial games and say, eh, or do you think you're, you're going to see it and you're just going to go, wow, wow, this is fantastic to see it back? Oh, I think we're going to – can we experience both emotions? Because there will probably will, be a little bit of both. Will we excuse the uh, the mistakes? Yes, we will. But that don't <laughs> that doesn't mean that the mistakes won't be there. But, yeah, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I imagine there will be some of that. But I don't think you're going to see guys huffing and puffing up and down the floor. Well, you know, unless uh, they've been smoking a pack a day, let's hope not. Well, how how long does it take uh, your average superior athlete to get back in uh, top form? I mean, is a month and a half enough time? I would think so, but I don't know. Maybe we should get a, a trainer on the on the air and get a, a professional opinion on that. It would yeah, seem to yeah. me that they prioritized enough time to get the players back in shape. It, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I guess I could be wrong. But two months seems like a lot. It does to me. It seems perfectly adequate to me. But again, easy for us to say. But uh, most of these guys, I think, will be. Although, remember back in the day when we used to hear about certain players who were out of shape, who needed to get in better shape, and they even admitted to themselves. Didn't Mehmet Okur say that when he first came to the Jazz, he felt like he needed to get in better shape? He did admit that, but, I mean, it was so obvious he didn't really need to admit it, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I remember, uh, you know, I remember going back with the media when we met Mehmet Okur after he signed getting off the plane. Uh-huh. 
And I remember a couple of media members, uh, you know, we all kind of looked at each other like, ooh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's healthy. He's very, <laughs> he's a very, he's, Did he's eating really well. Did you really yes, think that? Yes, it was, it was very, it was, it was not very hideable. How's that? Because we all had right. just watched him. Remember, we had just watched him in the finals that year. And then he's coming down the elevator. You're like, whoa, hey. You enjoyed your your few weeks off, didn't you? <laughs> well, and and in fairness, in fairness to Mehmet Okur, he did go from a limited bench role with the the Pistons to a starting role with the Jazz. He probably went from playing twenty minutes to you know thirty five. That is a fairly significant difference. So he he yeah. needed to get into better shape than he was uh, with the Pistons. All right, uh, don't, don't we all? Uh, yeah, here, here. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from the cabins at Bear River. You can check them out online, bearriverlodge.com. Check out their gift certificates for a $99 one-bedroom cabin stay. He is our good friend Roger with us back on the big show. And, uh, Roger, I, I love it because not only are the cabins beautiful, they're in terrific shape, they're they're well-kept, they're clean. I was telling Austin off the air that all the appliances are, are uh, taken beautiful care of and are new. And it's it's beautiful, but you can accommodate, you know, different families in different sizes. Yeah, you know, we can accommodate up to twenty two. About probably how many people they'll have in the jazz arena. Right. Listening, listening to you guys today, I just want to talk basketball. Yeah, we no kidding. Talk, <laughs> we should talk the cabins at Bear River Lodge, but uh, we do have one bedroom, two bedroom, five bedroom. We have couples staying with us. We have families of. The five bedrooms we allow up to twenty-two people, and we've got three of those. So if you got a big group, bring sixty-six people. But um, we can accommodate families of any size. People need to just get up and enjoy the outdoors, and we're seeing a lot of traffic right now with people getting up into the UNOs with this lockdown that's been in place. What a great opportunity to get up and enjoy the outdoors. Roger, what when you uh, poll the, the, your various visitors up there, what do they like best about it? You know, just getting outside, I, I really think, so we have people, we are, we have owners who are diehard snow people. They come up and they ride snowmobiles, and our snowmobiling is truly world class. We have people who are really genuinely diehard side-by-side riders, and we have 400 miles of side-by-side trails. We have fishermen who go down and fish our ponds, and you'll hear their wives yelling from the deck, come up! Come up and eat, you know, or they'll shine their lights onto the ponds at night from their trucks so they can fish all night. But, and then we have families who just like to sit around the campfire or play in the swimming pool or sit in the hot tubs or just relax on the deck and look at the beautiful view into the forest. So whatever you like to do, we'll find a way that you can do it. I'll I'll give you this example, Roger. We did the side by sides, which were great, and we we did the fishing. And uh, but uh, when uh, maybe my favorite time, ah, I can't say my favorite. That's like picking amongst your children. But uh, a great time. What I did is I just sat uh, on the patio outside of the cabin, read my book while my toddler napped, and took in the sounds and the smells and just the the beauty of it all, looking down over onto the Bear River, and it was just so peaceful and pleasant. I mean, it, you're right. There's so much appeal because there's so much to do yeah well regardless if you just like to get outside and enjoy it and you don't want any of the headaches of ownership or any of the hassles or clean the cabins or pay the taxes let us take care of all that for you come by a share in one of our cabins at an extremely great price we'll take care of everything and for 99 bucks right now you can come up and talk to me come stay in a cabin go on an atv or side-by-side ride 
$199, and I'll explain the entire program to you. BearRiverLodge.com, BearRiverLodge.com. Have your very own cabin in the woods without all of the hassle. BearRiverLodge.com. Create those memories for you and your family, of course. Roger, thank you very much. You guys take care and let's keep talking jazz. All right. You got it, buddy. Uh, That's our friend Roger from the cabins of Bear River. Again, that website, BearRiverLodge.com. Uh, BearRiverLodge.com. We've got the Not Sports Report coming up next. And then our friend Josh Parcell drops by to talk a little college football and NBA as well at the top of the 5 o'clock hour right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go if I have to Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for the Not Sports Board, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon Monson, where are we going today? Well, we're going to Italy, and then we're going to Wyoming. I see. Uh Okay. Let's start in Italy. Uh, there's a town there called, uh, Austin, I don't know how to pronounce this. Me either. For Fabrice di Carigliani. Nailed no. Something like that. It's by Tuscany. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh. Uh, in 1947, there was this beautiful little town there, this village, and someone decided, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if we built a dam and dammed up this river here and uh, turned it into a lake? And so the lake was formed and the town was essentially evacuated. And on occasion, they've had to drain the lake for whatever purposes, I don't know, but They've discovered that the village is still there, and it looks like it did when they flooded it. Well, where it would is, where would it go? Well, no, well, it's just preserved. Wouldn't you expect it to be kind of in shambles? Uh, no, not necessarily. And I, uh, by the way, and I've seen this story. Uh, I wouldn't call it preserved, really, either. I mean. <laughs> There certainly yeah, but is some deterioration. There is some there. deterioration up there at the top, but then you look at that one picture from a bit of a distance, and the town up on the hill looks, I you know, looks like it's uh, it's done all right. So anyway, I, I just I kind of I find that fascinating. You flood a town, and then you decide, oh, never mind, we're going to drain this lake and turn it into a tourist uh, area. And so you drain the lake. I've heard people talk about draining Lake Powell, but I, you know, I, I don't think I don't know what that would look like. But uh, when they drained it, they found the town is still there, like you could move in. <laughs> Are either of you afraid of heights at all? Um, it's not bit. my favorite because they also have above. They've got three underwater villages in this place, and above one of them, they have a bridge. And out in the middle of the, it's like a rope bridge. Out in the middle of it is a plate of glass. That you walk across so you can take a picture. It looks like there's nothing. You're just standing Ooh, above wow. water. Oof. No, it's it's stuff like this that really impresses me about uh, the human ingenuity. 
and let me put it this way, like the human beings were, were capable of building that to withstand being underwater for that long. For example, have you ever been down to the Four Corners area, Gordon? Yes. I Yeah, I had the opportunity to go down there when I was a teenager, and you see some of those Anasazi ruins that are 800 years old. How amazing is that, that, the, that structures, we were capable 800 years ago of building structures that could survive the elements until this day. And you can, as you know, Gordon, you can still walk in those. You can still yeah. um, uh, uh, see. I mean, they're still very much standing and sturdy, and it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. 800 years? How old is, yeah. this, how old is this town? Oh, I don't know. It said it was medieval. Anyway, that's Appar- a- apparently it was started by a bunch of uh, uh, blacksmiths who uh, were iron workers. And oh, it's just the 13th century. So that's pretty amazing that yeah. that uh, structures that are that old and were flooded the underwater are still very much uh, intact like that. That's pretty. That's 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 pretty amazing engineering for yeah. a time when maybe you wouldn't have thought so. All for uh, hydroelectricity. Bring it on. You remember when uh, Jordan L. wasn't there? Yes. I, I remember that road that uh, that they had to divert or whatever that you can still see if you go up there. But I, I remember when they were building that and we looked at it and say, well, this is all going to be underwater soon. And then sure enough, it was. <laughs> and then there's this from Wyoming. Cowboy. You state. know, up there in uh, Yellowstone, it's I've brought this up before. There's a super volcano there. And if the thing ever blows completely, we're all dead because we're in the blast zone. Do we, but do we really want to go down this road? All today? of North America would be choked off by uh, ash. Uh, and uh, apparently over the last month, they've had like 34 earthquakes up there. And uh, we would be in trouble if that thing blows. Let me just say it that way. So I'm, you know, since the world seems to be coming to an end, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but that scares me a little bit. Of all the things we've got on our plate, Gordon, why did you have to pick this for the Not Sports Report? Can you find something else? <laughs> well, I I've apologize. got no response to this. I've got, they, I've got they nothing. Did, they did consult somebody who thought that they could, they might be able to squelch an eruption by, by, uh, I don't know if this was a joke, but it sounded serious that they could actually um, drill holes and and pump water into into the uh, the volcano underneath there, the substructure, and that that would uh, would fix the problem. That sounds like something out of a mad scientist's science fiction type film, but I say if we can do that, then let's do it. Well, Gordon, grab your garden hose. Let's uh, get ourselves up to Yellowstone. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Uh, that, that, you know. Have you ever thought about that? Do you ever think about that Super Bowl came out there? And now that they've had 34 earthquakes or whatever, uh, not major earthquakes, but earthquakes w- between like 1.6 on the Richter scale or whatever they call it now, and the and 3.5 or something, 3.1. So what's normal? We get those sizes around here all the time. What's all the time? Oh, yeah, totally. Yes, have you been go pay we're attention? Not si- we're not sitting on a super volcano. If you want mayhem and death and tragedy, then I'll give you that. Yep. <laughs> on the reg. Well, we're, we're, I just, I don't want to be pessimistic, but we're all goners if that thing blows.
Well, we won't fill a thing, I don't know. So. so what's the point of talking about it? Uh, 4.55 on Thursday. Not sure when we'll we, see the we, magma raining from the sky. Right. I'm, you know what? I'm taking that one out of my consciousness. That one's off my plate. Okay, no, we got we, enough to worry are, about that. I, if it happens, well, terrific. And, uh, terrific. May we, may we all go uh, uh, swiftly. But I'm taking that, one, taking that one off my consciousness. I'm eliminating the, le- the last five minutes from my, my entire being. You gotta understand. You gotta be aware. I don't, and I won't, and I don't. <laughs> la 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 la. Yeah, I can't I, hear I you. Nothing. I got. You know what I do know. Josh Parcell's going to join us next, and maybe he will be a little more uplifting. I certainly hope so. Me too. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.